offering a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Hello, sisters. Uh, before we get started, well, I'm always anxious to hear what you're going to start us out with. <laughs> I, I, you never know. It's true. Uh, I, I'm not as creative today because I'm running on very little sleep. Charlie woke us all up very early this morning. Well... Yeah, and then like including Cooper, and then Cooper would nap all day because she's overtired. Because you know babies do that thing where if you don't let them sleep enough, then they won't sleep at all. Hey, wait, what, Sydney? Mm-hmm. That that's, means that's a baby thing. If you don't let them sleep, then they don't sleep. Do they just <laughs> forget punishment. how? They forget how for a while, and until they relearn, it's just babies are just kind of dumb for a while. <laughs> uh, very <laughs> cute. <laughs> no, you know what? I think there were periods in my life where I forgot how and what sleep was. You'll get into those years in college, Riley. I always knew what it was. I just never had much interest in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, before we got get started, I wanted to say thank you to everybody who sent us pictures of your cute dogs in booties in and whatnot. Boots. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they made dog boots. Wow, yeah, they were and some fashionable dogs. I know some some. There really were. I know some people tried to email us and they couldn't because there's something wrong with their email. And That's, I saw, yeah. I haven't figured it out yet. I'm working on it, but I don't. Well, I did just tell people to email us specifically. Oh, oh we should have. So thought that maybe too, this huh? is something we should have thought about before. I'm gonna work harder <laughs> to fix this problem. I don't. I don't know what it is right now, man. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I th- I just mm. assumed I said the email address wrong, but it wasn't that. No. So I'm gonna figure it out. You can just mm. tweet at us for now if you have anything to email us, right? That's fine. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Just, you can tweet at us, at Stillbuff. Yeah. Um, but yes, thank you for your cute dogs in booties and, and jackets. And the article, the Washington Post wrote a very uh, nice article detailing how to um, get your dog to do its business in cold weather and what that's like. And yeah. also specifically that the pee does not freeze midair. Yes. No. It does not freeze midair. Which is everyone's important question right now. Apparently the, but number two freezes very quickly. This, you didn't tell us this before the podcast. Very quickly. They said by the time they were scooping it up, it was essentially just a hard frozen, you know. That's, it seems <laughs> a little easier to deal with, honestly. I think I, I would, if I had I to pick so up poop, too. it would very frozen. Yeah. Now they do have, I would recommend the article purely for the fact that they have a dog in a hoodie. That's very in good. A, it's a people hoodie. It's like oh, I love dogs hoodie. in people clothes. Yeah, the dog in a people hoodie, and he looks happy. He does not look annoyed. He looks happy. I, dog in people hoodie. Well, I, I do like. I, I appreciate all the people that sent us like their dogs and how their dog specifically goes yeah. outside. But I also like that we got a fair amount of just like this is my cat, just cause. Look at it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to wear clothes to do its business. <laughs> No, I like the people who who said that like their dogs just won't go outside. Like you know, they just <laughs> peed on the kitchen table. Yeah, <laughs> yep. that's that's <laughs> what we do. Hey guys, it's only February of 2019. I think we've reached our quota of poop talk for the year. Nah, no, nah, we've done a lot of it the past this episode, and last episode. I think that maybe we just need to to, to try again next year. <laughs> who put a quota on that? I didn't agree to one. I did, I think you it's say? necessary. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with the quota. I did not apply the quota, but I have applied it. No, it, uh, we're talking about dog poop. That's different. Animal poop is different. <laughs> is it? Sydney, yep. you're a medical doctor. I mean, we're animals. 
You know what so, I mean. It's all <laughs> animal poop. All right. Or is it all human poop? Well, no, no, that's definitely no, wrong. That is no, absolutely empirically wrong. No, in the in the in the Venn diagram of animals, there's a circle inside it that is humans. And just uh, a tiny little sliver. But not it's outside. No, of it. no, there's not. No, <laughs> not not all tiny not all <laughs> not all animals are human, but all humans are animals. There so that's go. that's the inside you should you're in, tiny sliver you're outside of the the circle. There's another smaller circle that says all real animals inside the human circle. <laughs> I don't think you know how Venn diagrams work. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. I do. Please don't tweet at me and tell me I'm done. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they. I don't think our listeners would do that. They would tweet at you and tell you how Venn diagrams work. That's true. Yes, exactly. They'd I don't very nice either. I do know how they yes, work. They, they would gently educate you on this topic. That's what they would do. Indeed. I will later if you want me to. Hey, Sydney. I know how they work. I mean, college. <laughs> I don't know the state of current education. Maybe at some point they're like, "Why do we have Venn diagrams? This isn't necessary." Uh, I uh, I would like to update you both on my piano progress. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Sydney's <laughs> Piano Corner. I know you both were curious. You were dying to know how has Sydney's piano piano corner <laughs> how has it gone? Uh, I am not taking formal lessons. Okay, so you're not <laughs> playing it. No, I, I am. All right, let her play. I'm playing it. I've found like just. The, the online lessons and I'm just it's a tutorial and there's videos and I'm following it and I'm up to lesson 11 so far what can you play I can play let it be nice okay. yeah that's good they taught me the part of heart and soul that not everyone knows that okay, okay. that's good that's great hey <laughs> the other proud part of you. yeah I didn't even uh, know there was another other part. <laughs> and I can almost play We Wish You a Merry Christmas. I'm very close. And you have but like 11 months have to a figure that time. out. So <laughs> that's great. We're ready to be dazzled by next Christmas season. They <laughs> At one point, the it, the next thing, because they use like songs to illustrate certain like rhythms mm -hmm. or, you know, different techniques. And at one point they were trying to teach me a certain technique. And the song that, that they used was the saints go marching in mm -hmm. and I, I have not learned this technique yet because i just couldn't bring myself to learn a new technique that i was finding challenging just so that i could play when the saints go marching in because i don't i don't like that so like i don't want to yeah. play that song <laughs> like when then like great accomplishment is watch this honey oh when the saints <laughs> go march like that's not cool i don't want to learn how to play pianos that i could play that yeah that's fair i want to play cool stuff well like I'm, what i want to be like i want i want to sound like ben folds or tori amos i want to be cool i don't want to play oompa music <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey you know you've you've got you know exactly one whole and two parts of a song that you didn't know before so that's progress you should be proud <laughs> yeah. i'm proud of you <laughs> Well, thank you very much. There's my update. <laughs> this has been... Piano's progressing well. Sydney's Piano Corner. I mean, I've also learned, like, I can play all the chords. I know where the chords are. I know where to keep. Like, I've, I've learned that stuff. That's, that's not exciting. Like, like, the music theory stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've had the same electric guitar at the foot of my bed for, I don't know, my entire adult life. <laughs> and I can still... I don't even think I'm going to claim to be able to play one Misfit song at, like, half speed anymore. I don't even think I can do that now. It's just there, like, as a... 
it's just like one of those things that you have in your own the people think you're cool but like i'm an adult and i shouldn't have things for that reason <laughs> man hey but you know suggestion i once uh taught myself how to play all the songs in the john denver songbook on guitar because they had there were only like four or five chords uh-huh. <laughs> in, this, in this particular songbook you know and you say that like that's not so many but the misfits kind of only play one <laughs> It's okay, just well, the power. I don't know. <laughs> you move your hands around in the exact same formation, just at different places on the guitar. Uh, that's that's punk rock. I'm I'm just not even good enough for punk. <laughs> Would you say then you're keeping that guitar for sentimental value, Taylor? Uh, well, I mean, if uh, maybe that also partially because it's just one of those things that I'm gonna keep looking at and be like, no, 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 tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Transition. Exactly. Uh, that yeah, that's right. Uh, first of all, you stick with it. Keep that yeah. guitar. You're gonna learn. <laughs> and I maybe someone will think I'm cool someday. Until they ask me to play it. <laughs> and then just be like, I just, I, I can't just play on demand like that. It's like a, it has to just the music has to within. come it has to me. To, it's like it's an organic thing. I just can't. And then they'll look at it and go, wait, no, this is covered in like an inch of dust, dude. There there are three spiders actively living inside of No, I don't I don't think you play this. The music no, no. hasn't come to me in it's, a while. It's, it's been, been a been dark quite a while. Time. <laughs> music has been It hasn't sprung from dim. within in a, where a does, bit It's in a been while. a minute. <laughs> where does one go after mastering where eagles stare half as fast as it should be? I do not know. <laughs> one day I will know. And then I will play again. <laughs> Um, no, I want to talk about stuff that you only keep for sentimental value. We all, Mm. a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, (laughs) a couple weeks ago, that's the words, those are the words (laughs) that I was going to say. Uh, we did our Marie Kondos and we got rid of our Con Marie's, I guess. Yeah. Instead of just saying her name, our Marie Kondos. Um, and we, uh, we got rid of stuff and she lets you keep a sentimental section which, like, that's a dangerous category. It is. Because whatever you yeah. deem sentimental. Uh, but I thought that it was worth talking about. Actually, this was Justin's idea. I'll give him the credit. Like, wh- what do you keep? And what do you get rid of? And what do you wish you would have kept? And what did you regret having boxes of in your house? Hmm. I thought that mm-hmm. was worth discuss. As a teen, I feel like... I I felt like as a teen, I kept more stuff (laughs) than I necessarily as an adult would in those particular situations. Yeah. Like. Like teen Sydney hung on to things. Yeah. I have so many dead flowers in my room. Charlie has has come every time she sees flowers be like you'll want these when you're dead. Like you like dead flowers right? Charlie she thinks I like only dead flowers. Oh. When the flowers are dead. I'm so confused. Sorry. Did I say you're dead? I'm very tired. When they're dead. (laughs) When the flowers are dead. Um, she thinks I just collect dead flowers for no reason. Um, but I mean, they're flowers from like school dances or that someone's given to me and I, I keep them in like their vases and with the ribbons on them. Can I tell you that is the number one thing? Like if I were to go back and tell teen Sydney, like things you shouldn't bother with, like flowers would be number one because inevitably when I rediscover those old flowers and I know there are people out there who like dry flowers and like press them and do things with them that you can do to preserve them I am not one of those people I just put like 
I took the corsage off my wrist when prom was over, tossed it in a shoebox, discovered it three or four, ten years later in, t- in like a powdery, crumbly mess. Yeah. Yeah. See, I found this little thing on Pinterest where you can get one of those shadow boxes. It's like a like a 3D little box that has a glass front mm-hmm. that you can put stuff in where like you mm-hmm. cut off all the heads of the flowers and then, you know, glue them in there. So like you can put it on your wall, but then you're still keeping the old flowers, but you're not keeping like the, the stems yeah. and the, the stuff that falls, but you keep them in the box. All so right. it's like keeping them in a box that you can store them in, but also a box that is meant to be decorative. So you can like prop it up somewhere, or hang it somewhere. You could either make each like a small one for each event or just make one. Don't you think it goes against like the whole idea of flowers though? I feel like the whole thing with a flower is the that it's ephemeral. Yeah, but also like I feel like they they are a way to to capture like a keep a keep a moment, you know? But they literally don't. They don't But they they still (laughs) they still are there. You just take a picture of them with your phone, <laughs> and then oh, you that's save not the it, same. and then you no. throw them away when they die. No. That's that is my vote now. I mean, do what you want to do, but that that if I were to go back and tell Teen Sydney, like, here are things you shouldn't keep high on that list, would be all the dead flowers that I kept in shoe boxes for years, and then would discover and go, why is all this stuff so dusty? Oh. Mm. I do. Oh. I have like I think six bouquets in my room, in various stages. They're all dead, but like one of them, you could tell I like had laid down and tried to dry out and like press and and I just three think are still in vases. I just think it's lazy. I know, but like, <laughs> they. I just feel bad just throwing them away because it's not just like. Like some flowers that someone handed to me. Sure. It's like they no, have, I get that. They're the bouquets like you get for a school dance. Like they have the ribbon wrapped around the yes. bottom that matches your dress. They're and they had little like, um, what one of my bouquets had little like butterflies in it. They're little plastic ones and they match the, mm-hmm. the colors of the flowers. And maybe no, it's not just like flowers, like a like a thing. But what is it? I guess I mean this is not like I'm just. Not accusatory. What is the purpose of them? Is it that you pull them out when you're sad? You pull them out when you're feeling like <laughs> well, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like what is the like what is the purpose of saving something? Like I mean, can you imagine anything more emo than like <laughs> having like a day where you're sad and you like turn on like some Sarah McLaughlin and then pull out a bunch wait, of like wait. dead flowers <laughs> and put them around you and yes. just like sit there looking forlornly at your dead flowers. <laughs> Queen of all emo music, Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> I don't know. Jimmy World? <laughs> Whatever. Just, all right. <laughs> um, I mean, I kept them in my room while they were alive. Like, they started their place in my room because they were still alive. Like, either someone gave them to mm-hmm. me, so I put them in water and put them in my room. Right. Or right after, like, the dance, I just set them up there and kept them there next to, like, the tickets. Or, or maybe, like, I still have my dress hanging up, so I left the flowers there. So they started with a purpose because they were still alive and very pretty, and I wanted to have them in my room. Right. These are things that I have not taken with me from my room to my dorm. They are things that I liked enough to want to keep in my room and want to keep but didn't like enough where I wanted to take up space with them in my dorm, which is why I also want to try to 
contain them in some smaller fashion because then I can take it with me. And it's not like I'm transporting six dead bundles of flowers. It's like one little box that I could hang up or I, use to decorate. I would posit that what Justin and I were talking about this, what would help with this I really wish I could go back and tell my teenage self not to keep so much stuff because you get the important stuff gets lost if you just kind of start this like I need to keep everything that has any sort of special value to it. Anything that in, in any way could be considered sentimental I should keep you end up and I don't think that we're alone in this you end up with this massive amount of stuff some of which is incredibly important to you yeah and some of which is like you know like well I guess that was a nice night at the movies with my friends I don't know that I needed those ticket stubs from yeah <laughs> eight years ago but there they sure are see that is something I have gotten better about because I do keep every ticket to anything like if I go to a movie with anyone they're always like here's here's our ticket but it's only because every you all Sydney you did this you all you and Justin got me a ticket stub diary for Christmas two years ago. Well, just because you do that, though. I know. And now <laughs> I have a reason to continue to keep them because now it's not just like a pile of tickets that I keep in the corner of my room. It's a little do- journal that has little like pockets that are but clear like, to slide all the tickets every, in or a little box next to them to write. Every movie? Because we took you to see Son of Mask when well, you were little. Obviously <laughs> not that movie. I mean, like, since I've been old enough to know that, like, I want to keep them. Ah, uh, uh, Yes. <laughs> Let me reflect on this moment. <laughs> Son of mess. You know, I, I don't know. It's funny because I get, I used to save anything like concerts, but more like travel. Yeah. Like the first time I went abroad, I I saved every receipt. I saved every <laughs> plastic bag that had any sort of like cute logo from Japan that I thought I'd never see again. And I like kept- Like luggage tags, like the like the- luggage airport oh bands. yeah I anything saved those the first time yeah i used to sh- save all of that and then i guess and this is just my personal philosophy i think we all interact with our, our memories differently but i kind of felt like i don't want to save these things i want to constantly be seeking out new ones which i guess kind of gets into that idea of ephemerality like now i don't save anything because i don't want anything to like to kind of like fall back on and comfort me i want the absence to always create a drive to like go and Hmm. get out there and like like it is it is a ticket is ephemeral it's just it just represents a night you should try to have more of them and have you know more of them to let go of i don't know is there tay would you look back and say there is anything from your teenage years specifically that you wish you would have kept any like class of things or specific item whatever you know anything gosh i mean i still have things like for as like brutal as um new york apartments are like you you that's been my education real fast living in new york and apartments of various sizes but never any that like i've never had a room bigger than like my childhood bedroom which wasn't particularly big it's just that's new york you know like you just learn to Mm -hmm. like stop really being sentimental but there are things that i've kept with me i don't know if i'd say that there was there's anything that i wish i i could get back from then um, because I think that's just something, a philosophy I've developed with my tiny living space life is that, you know, memories matter, people matter. The stuff that represents those memories and those people matter way less. So don't cling to it. You don't have space for it. 
But I have found in one particular area of stuff that I have kept is like, I still have like, this is lame, but like my Sailor Moon like action figures from when I was like in middle school and like would play with those with all my friends. And at various times I've displayed them and at various times I've said, I'm an adult, I shouldn't have these anymore. I need to try harder to be an adult and put them all in a box and hid them. And then like, I'll, I don't know, I'll go through a phase and a year later I'm like, no, 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 I want them back out. I want to be able to look mm-hmm. at them every day again. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I don't know. I think that's stuff that like, I don't ever purge because I think it's just, maybe that's not something that I'll ever advance beyond. It just depends on where my head's at at a particular time. I just wish, I like I look back and because we grew up in the age before all photos were instantly saved forever like the second you took them you could they could be you know forever on your phone your computer the cloud wherever the heck you can put them on facebook and then they you can never get rid of them and they exist forever Mm -hmm. um i uh i look back and i know there were more pictures that i had of my friends and of our family and stuff i don't know where they are like i know i took pictures Mm -hmm. with those crappy little throwaway cameras and I don't know where some of those are like they just got I mean because I think I just kept so much stuff and that's the problem too you'll find Riley is you move out of your parents house and if you never end up moving back in like mom and dad don't keep that stuff forever yeah and stuff just kind of vanishes yeah and like there are pictures that have vanished you know I don't have any of my old yearbooks really not one and I mean I don't I do not reminisce about high school or middle school I'm not like wanting to go back to those days but I do kind of wish, like, Charlie's old enough where she'd probably get a kick out of seeing high school mommy in her show choir dress. Yeah. And, like, I don't have any of those pictures to show her. Um, I don't know. Like, things like that I wish I'd been better about. I think specifically, I was trying to think of the one thing, and this just speaks to if you keep too much stuff, you lose track of what matters. I once had to do for school an oral history report mm-hmm. with a relative. They they encouraged you to find like an older relative and they gave you like a, a whole big set of questions and you yeah. had to go through and ask them a ton of questions and interview them. And I interviewed our grandfather, Papa, mm-hmm. and I there was somewhere on a tape, a cassette was this huge interview I did about his life and him growing up and all these questions and I don't know where that is. And I did this whole interview and I just think like, man, I wish I could go back and be like, get rid of all those dead flowers. You don't need to keep every note that you and your friends wrote to each other in seventh grade. <laughs> it is so not important that you have giant stacks of notebook paper that have like that game where you circle what kind of house you're going to live <laughs> yeah. in, what kind of animal you're going to have and how many kids. It Don't keep that crap keep the tape of your grandfather giving you like the history of his life uh, you know yeah. I, but i just i there was just so much stuff who knows where it all ended up right so yeah do you mm. need me to i need to transition into the the thing now yeah I, I wanted to start a new <laughs> thing but like if i start a new thing then it's you know then like we i know do the thing too you're late waiting for you're waiting for me it was i we mm-hmm. do the back and forth thing and if i start it then i get what is all messed up well taylor I would like to tell you what's about to happen next, <laughs> but first, <laughs> let's check the group message. <laughs> that got real meta, guys. I don't. I don't a, that was rocky. That was rough there. Yeah, <laughs> we did real good at the beginning. It had to come at some point. Listen, I know that you might want to be a pro at transitions into different parts of your podcast, like I am. 
Um, but maybe <laughs> you don't know how. I'm going to make a website that teaches you <laughs> how to transition into different parts of your podcast with ease. How are you going to do that? I'm going to use Squarespace, Riley, because I don't know how to make a website, but Squarespace does, and they're going to help me because uh, they know how to help you blog or publish content, how to sell products, how to sell services of all kinds, how to take your cool new uh, trend podcast transition idea and make it a website. And they do this with beautiful customizable templates created by world-class designers, a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions, analytics that help you grow in real time, and 24-7 award-winning customer support. So if you want to make it stand out, stand out with a beautiful website from Squarespace. And if our listeners want to stand out with a beautiful website from Squarespace. Yes. Riley, what should they do? They should check out squarespace.com slash buffering for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch that website, use the offer code buffering to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So that's squarespace.com slash buffering. And then when you're ready to launch, use the offer code buffering. I'll, I'll keep working on those before I make the website. You should. Good at yeah, it. yeah I think if somebody has a website out there on that, <laughs> get, send us that uh, address because we send need us the link. Yeah, I'll study. I'll Ooh. study before our next episode. I was just having this very deep thought out loud, and then I had to do something else. It was hard. <laughs> it was a hard left turn I had to make sure I wasn't ready. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I do think, though, that I... I when I think about other stuff that I kept, that that's a good example. Yeah. I kept uh, school assignments for a while. I had like stacks of notebooks. Yeah, from like eighth grade I'm social studies. Well. Like why? Yeah, why did I need that? I kept this binder that where I made a report on every one of the fifty-five counties <laughs> in West Virginia for West Virginia history, and you had to, like, name different things about every county, and I had this binder of this information for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that would need to be referenced. Yeah. I will say the one thing along those lines that I kept that actually ended up using was my very first ever Spanish folder that I started in sixth grade when I was in middle school mm -hmm. that my teacher gave us all a folder and then like would put stickers on the front if we did things good and would give us all these like um, handouts that had different conjugations and different tenses and then I used that same folder into eighth grade when I went to a different school and then I used that same folder throughout high school throughout all my Spanish classes and then I collected all of this information and I started taking Spanish again this year in college but I hadn't taken it in three years so I had that folder and I pulled it back out and now I, I keep that with me I've gotten rid of everything else I had in middle school or high school <laughs> since I did I did that in my my big sweep but um that's the one thing like I kept and I still reference I didn't keep everything in it but all the handouts that I got from all my different teachers and all the different like assignments we did that had different things I had written that had good tips in them or whatever. Like I kept those things because it's good to look back on. I can still use at least while I'm still in Spanish classes. It's it's a weird phenomenon, I think, of living like Tay, you and I grew up in that just pre-digital era where for the most part you weren't doing any kind of assignments on a computer mm -hmm. like I I really remember that distinct transition from written stuff to <laughs> using our word processor <laughs> yeah um which is a while to even think yeah. about uh, my college application we did with a typewriter that's crazy we went to grandma Jody's house and did it on a type she helped me type on a yeah. typewriter like, I 
were, but um, yeah, like reports that you'd have to turn in in pen and ink, and if you used whiteout, you would get in trouble. Like you, mm-hmm. it had to be like pure pen. You couldn't pencil first. Like I don't understand what they were trying to teach us there. No, I yeah, I failure. Know that, that was it was <laughs> so stressful. So stressful. <laughs> um, but like that, it created this giant. Especially as I moved into like high school, when I began to think like, oh, I feel good about this thing I wrote. Like, I feel very good about this book report on the old man in the sea, and perhaps I will want to keep this. And, like, what are you supposed to do with this, like, you know, college rule rule notebook paper and pen thing? You know, I mean, once you have things digitally, you know, you can keep however much crap you want in your computer forever. I've got everything I've written since I've had a laptop to write it on forever. Yeah. But, I mean... You know, yeah. you just have these stacks. And some of that stuff I do wish I still had. Like, I think about, like, when I was taking creative writing and stuff, I don't feel like I was doing great writing. I don't, like, want to share it with the world. Yeah. But I would love to know what, like, little teenage Sydney's brain was doing. Because every once in a while I'll stumble on something and I'll find yeah. something I wrote then. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. What was I thinking? What was I doing? I don't well, know. That yeah. was me. I think that things fall into different categories because I think there are things that remind you of who you were and to a certain extent who you are. And then I think that there are things that just remind you of things that were events that happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, once again, like I've just been doing this for so long living in tiny apartments that I've got a very keen system for what I keep and what I don't and things that kind of, you know, like, like as somebody who like, makes art like I'll feel a little lost sometimes and having like old sketchbooks or like old journals that I can kind of like look at and be like no 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 like this is you know this is my foundation this is stuff that I've I've been doing for a while like that kind of helps me get re-inspired or get back on track I keep kind of a small selection of stuff I'm proud of because it helps me kind of realign myself with myself but if it's just something that like oh this was an old friend and a really cute picture of us I haven't talked to them in you know five years it's like I don't like I don't know if I would keep something like that. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I would keep a ticket stub to a really great show that, you know, I I don't just that's the kind of stuff that I'm glad that event happened, but I don't need this to have benefited from it. The experience is what, you know, altered me, not this ticket stub. I I only have one set of ticket stubs. From what? Hamilton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Fair. All right. Those are the only those are the only ticket stubs I have. Yeah. <laughs> um I will say one way technology has helped me in that aspect is I have a notes document that I have on my phone that I started, I think, maybe almost two years ago mm-hmm. while I was in, still in high school. And I just started writing down. It's called, like, Good Things That Happen That I Don't Want to Forget or something. I don't know. I gave it some title. Mm-hmm. So I would know what the document was mostly. Um, and it's just like I put a date and just say, like, I did this fun thing with this person and this good thing happened. So now I have like this super long notes document on my phone that's two years worth of memories. It's not taking up any space because it's on oh, my yeah. phone. And it's just like I there are things that I'll look back on if I'm just like, you know, looking through my phone or feeling down or whatever. I look back. It's like, wow, I forgot that even happened. And that's something fun that I did. And those were fun times or fun people or whatever. And I think that's a good idea. Yeah. We're, we're doing something similar just for this year mm-hmm. where we um, each day on our our Mensa puzzle a day calendar uh-huh. <laughs> that did you or Jeffrey get us? That? Jeffrey got Jeffrey that for got you. Uh, we do our Mensa puzzle each day. And then on the back of our calendar page, before we tear it off, we write down one good thing that happened that day. Like as you a know, family, we decide on it and we put it in a jar. You <laughs> told me this and I started doing that as well on my strong 
uh, women in history calendar that <laughs> oh. got me for Christmas. I just tear off a page on the back, write a good thing that happened. I have a little book I've been keeping them in. I've, we've had to encourage Charlie, like, let's try to make it good things that happen to other people in the family, too. Because, like, the first, <laughs> like, two weeks were just Charlie, like, got to pick every day. And we were like, let's name it something, maybe something that mommy or daddy or Cooper are involved in. <laughs> Just Charlie. Yeah. The, so year just Charlie. the year of Charlie. The year of Charlie. Charlie's good things. <laughs> um, I, you know, I also think I, I wish I would have been better about what, when I think about stuff that I held on to, stuff that I kept. There were, I kept all of the books I had and like made mom and dad store them in the house mm-hmm. and wouldn't let them get rid of or donate any of the books yeah. that I had. Now, what that resulted in is at some point, mom and dad did something with those books. Yeah. I don't know where they are. Uh, do you mean your collection of various, like, Babysitter Club? Yeah, RT? like, all the... Because those are things that were handed down to me and put in my room. And then when we moved out of that house, they all went in a tub and are honestly probably downstairs in our current house. <laughs> well, and she's told me some of them are at our grandparents, I think. Yeah. I don't know where, like, I, I was just, I was thinking the other day about books that I want Charlie to read as she gets older, and, like, a lot of, I mean, you can get, you can get classics anywhere. It's not like I can't find the books. But I wish I could have, like, my copy of The Secret Garden to give to her when she's a little older yeah. to read. You know, like, books that, like, I really cared about when I was right. younger. Like, where is my copy of The Catcher in the Rye? Where is it? And, like, things like that, I... Because I kept every book I ever owned mm-hmm. and didn't ever take the time to be like, you know what, here are the things that I want to make sure to take with me because my parents are not going to store all of my stuff forever. Right. Someday they're going to get tired of storing all my stuff. That's that's the most important thing I think about, like deciding what sentimental things to keep. I think, Taylor, you said it, maybe Sydney. I think, Taylor, you did, um, about the more stuff you keep the stuff that's most important kind of gets drowned out by everything Mm -hmm. else you've kept it's like if i keep every single ticket stub that every movie i went to it's like then i you know forget which one was for like i don't know like our first date or like a fun trip with friends that i went somewhere special or you know it's like yeah sure there are ones like you want to keep because in however many years that'll be something cute to look back on or whatever but if you keep everything you have then everything else gets drowned out mm. yeah, yeah i mean i We've, always oh. i i tend to think no, of things ahead. like uh, i i tend to think of things i keep for nostalgia purposes as more of an additive and less of a subtractive thing like mm-hmm. and once again this is from like anytime i move going like man if i had a suitcase this would be amazing this would be so easy if I just had a suitcase. <laughs> like, yeah. so yeah. let's just start from there. And what can I really just not bring myself to live without? Like, really mm-hmm. just like, what if I had just one small box beyond that suitcase, what would I put in it first? And just kind of going from there. And that's, I think like, while I've like developed that way of going about things just because of my lifestyle, like just the, the, way, the places I've lived, I think it's actually kind of a healthy thing to it's I think it does sort of t- speak to Marie Kondo's like what sparks joy it's like when really put on the line if you had endless bookshelves you could fill them with endless books I can fit like one so every book in there I love but <laughs> like 
that's kind yeah. of that's that's all there is like that, right <laughs> yeah, no i really i really think that and i mean we and i'm not going to spark the book debate again <laughs> like i am not we have so 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 many books and if if you live a life where you are going to consistently live in places where you can have endless bookshelves or sure, storage space yeah. for your books then by all means but like let's be honest most of us go through a transitional point in our life where we live in a, a smaller yeah. dorm or apartment or something or maybe we move somewhere where we're always living in a smaller apartment or something and we never go back into a place where like we have tons of endless space mm-hmm. to put every book you ever want to put um so you can't they're not all yours to carry you're giving them to somebody else to take care of for a while so i i just i think i wish i could go back and tell sydney like put these aside in a special box and tell mom this is my special box that i really care about like but let's keep this special because she would have done that but how was she to know because i just had endless stack and like some were archies and i love archie comics but i did not need to keep every archie comic i ever read this is fair every like uh, during the walmart checkout aisle like double digest that i ever grabbed on a whim i didn't need to keep right (laughs) i just i do think sometimes nostalgia can be dangerous because it ties our feelings to things Mm -hmm. instead of the sources of those feelings like actually it's like I totally get what you're saying, like giving, you know, Charlie, your copy of The Secret Garden. But it wasn't that physical combination of paper that you loved. It was the story there. And you could give her that sure. story. You know, it's like like when I think back to the friends that I've you know lost or fallen into contact with, it's like it's the memories I have that are the truth. A picture is a lie most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. You look at, I, I look at pictures of people that I was in relationships with that were really bad and yet we look really happy and amazing. And it's like, you know, the truth is what I carry with me. The truth doesn't take up any space. And that's really where I think our, our sentiments are. It's, we, we attach them to things, but I think it helps sometimes when you're trying to, you know, justify losing things that matter to you, that it's the, it's what's inside of you that's already there. It's not the thing that carries that. Do you, along those lines, did, do you guys have any um, Xboxes? Not an <laughs> Xbox. Wait, well, you know. like, well I think still, mine is still in the garage at mom's house, I think. <laughs> an EX, Xbox? Um, nope. No, not anymore. Not anymore. I, it's, <laughs> I mean, it, I don't now. Right. Obviously, don't. I, how, I'm how long have I been married a very long time a long time I, but most of my life I did the the reason I bring it up is I did have an Xbox that um <laughs> Justin and I <laughs> threw out together oh, that's cute. when we moved in together because <laughs> I had had it that long it just it, it was one of those things that ended up like in the back of a closet somewhere right. like the the shoe box that was whittled down to like the last things that I had kept yeah. from that relationship and then that always is always kind of an awkward moment isn't it Where, like maybe you're helping the person you're in a relationship with like clean their <laughs> room or put stuff away or mm-hmm. organize stuff and it has happened to me and also because of me mm-hmm. where it's like oh this di- I don't recognize this oh okay well who uh, wrote you this oh the worst my my copy of the princess bride that's the first copy I ever owned yeah like my first physical copy I still have it and it has a very meaningful oh, no. message oh, inside no. the front cover yeah. I can do that. <laughs> from an ex, which is, it's still on the shelf too. And it has like a, someday our children will pull this down from the shelf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well. 
Justin just needs to quietly replace that with one that's got a like a lovely inscription from him inside of it. Yeah. I have two more copies of the book. I have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) There's no need for me to keep that. See, this this is a problem I have. Right. I should get rid Uh, of this book. I should donate it. I should put it in the the little library. Yeah. Some, but that's a man. That's a great find in one of those yeah, little libraries. Yeah. Princess Bride. That's yeah. a great find. Um, you know, I think pictures are the thing that most people probably will keep long or like wish they had. And I think technology mm-hmm. is is good for that in that aspect because I have organized all my pictures into albums on my phone. That's like fun trips, and then like me and my friends, and me and my family. And as soon as I take pictures, I go and add them to those albums and then I can keep those, like put them on my computer or put them in like some cloud somewhere so I know I won't lose them. But those are the things I think are most important to me. I know my phone got run over by a car like (laughs) a year ago and I hadn't backed up my phone in a while. And the first thing I was worried about wasn't like the phone. It wasn't anything else. It was like my pictures, like all my pictures are on there. And now I've since been much more careful with keeping them in a space that isn't only relying on my phone. But, I mean, it's nice to be able to have endless space to keep all the pictures. and It's it's nice, but I will say I think the same problem can exist. Yeah, yeah. At I least agree. I know it does for me where, like, um, I do this all the time. The girls are doing something cute. And so I get out my phone real fast to try to get a picture. And, like, I'm trying to get them to both look at me. And so right. I'm just taking a bunch of pictures to yeah. try to get like a really good one where like they both look at me at the same moment. Yeah. <laughs> They're not like looking at each other and like making right. faces. And, and and in the process, I'll take like 10 pictures and I'll look and there's something about every picture. Right. Because they're my children. I love them. There's something about every one of those 10 pictures that I love. Right. Yeah. And so then I go, well, I can just keep them all. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I, got, I got enough storage. I just keep them all. So like I have all these pictures of like, here's. 30 pictures of the same five minute time span. Yeah. I, I can't bring myself to delete them, but what do I do with them? I mean, right. I, I think I'm doing it again, just yeah. not physically. It's yeah. a digital yeah. issue. I think there's uh, there's also like, to, like it's terms of like the Xbox kind of thing. Like one <laughs> thing that I hate about, about everything being digital, it's like, you know, you kind of know like when you're still sore from a relationship, you can take all those pictures down, you can hide them from yourselves, you can get rid of them when you need to, you know, like... Mm-hmm. And it's not like in the past, it's not like our best friend would come running into our house without an invitation and shove a picture of your ex in your face and be like, but look at this. <laughs> like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> but yeah. now on social media, it's super can. <laughs> like, it hap- yes. you're not safe from the nostalgia that you, you have related to those pictures or the feelings you have. Like, they can just pop up in your feed, yeah. recommended friend to you. It, it, here's a picture of that person. And I... I really wish that that's, you know, you could block them and everything around them, but that just sometimes is not, that doesn't seem as necessary, but it's like you yeah. kind of have to just to like, yeah. <laughs> you can't protect yourself from memories like you used <laughs> to be able to. I think the one good thing on the flip side of that is like, if you're in a relationship and, you know, the entirety of your relationship has been in a, a digital age, you can kind of keep, and I have like a little album on your phone. Yeah. It's like, you know, this is like the first picture we ever took together. And look, like we've been dating for two years now. And look at the, you know, these are pictures we just took together now. It's like you almost have a little timeline of your relationship that you get to keep in, in the form of pictures that I think is easier to keep track of than like a photo album. 
which I have done before because I think that helps me remember what pictures I actually do care about and are most important. Yeah. Are the ones I've taken time to either like go have printed somewhere or, you know, printed out myself and kept in an album. Like those are the ones I think I know are the most important because either I put them in an album for someone else or they're the ones I wanted to print out and have in frames or on my wall in my dorm. Like they're ones I do have digital copies of, but I care about most because I took the time to print them, which is weird to me that now it's a signifier that something means the most to you that you would taken time to make a physical copy of it when all pictures used to be just physical copies. I, I do think that, that that's still true. There's some magic in that physical. Yeah. Justin found, uh, or I forget how many years ago this was, we did the thing at our wedding where we had the little disposable cameras on all the tables mm-hmm. and just encouraged guests to just take take as many pictures as you can of the night, fill up the camera, and leave it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get them all developed, and we'll have all of these candid shots of the night yeah. of everybody. We gathered up all the cameras and then carried them to, I don't know, three different places that we lived mm-hmm. over the next several <laughs> years and didn't develop I remember develop you just them. recently found them. Mm-hmm. It was just a couple years ago that Justin discovered all these cameras mm-hmm. somewhere and took them all, and got them all developed and put them in albums for me and gave them mm-hmm. to me uh, for it's Christmas or my birthday. Anyway, it was so sweet. And it was all of these physical pictures of our wedding that I'd never seen. Yeah. And it was just like magical. It was just yeah. like this, this magical thing that here are all these like physical things that like I can look at and touch and hold of this time. And they were moments of that night that I had never seen before. And there is, there's still something magical about a physical photo. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. And when you're living in a new place, like a dorm or a new house or apartment, it like being able to surround your place and make a corner of your place dedicated to like pictures of your your family and your Mm -hmm. friends and like I have a little wall above my bed there's just a small thin wall above where the top of my bed is where I've printed out these little square pictures just made the whole wall from top to bottom right above my head like just a wall of these little square pictures and um it's nice to just be able to like those are all my my good moments from recently and I can have those with me in my my space and not have to like go dig through my phone to try to find them or you know Mm -hmm. hope I hadn't deleted them or something well, well I agree with I that. do keep too much stuff, but sometimes the stuff is good. Oh. I have I have three pictures in my room. One is you guys, one is our grandparents, one is our parents. <laughs> That's a good spread. You need another one with uh, my girls on. I know I do. I have like candids. Like I've got like little like printouts, but I, I have like actual pictures of, of you guys. Yeah. In frames. <laughs> I'll I'll get you a good one of them. I would like that. I have well, Cooper's some... always covered in food, so that's exactly that's... how I'd want her. Yeah, <laughs> she Every even picture. when I clean her, she still has food on her. Yeah, I will get her out of the bath and look at her, and she'll have like a dirty foodie face, and I don't know how that happens. <laughs> She's like constantly eating food. <laughs> Me too, Coop. <laughs> I well, know. Um, it's like I like like she could have not eaten food for hours, and if I hold her, it's like it's like Sliber from the Ghostbusters. You just come away yep. like with a <laughs> ectoplasm. Like what? <laughs> it's totally true. That's what I was showing. I was folding laundry right before we started, and right when Riley got here, I said, "Look at this!" And there were <laughs> dried macaroni noodles in the bottom of the clothes basket, <laughs> where there were like hidden noodles in her clothes that got washed. She was saving those for later. I get that. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, sisters, for sharing your your sentimental things, things, stuff, uh, your ideas about sentimentality, <laughs> <laughs> your nostalgia. Um, 
that's our that's our our message is look through your sentimental things and make sure you're keeping the right yeah. things mm-hmm. not too much right because it does it gets lost in the you just drown in a sea of sentimentality right. yeah but you know if you have lost something actually remember you haven't really lost it because if it matters it's still in you in some way it still happens yeah yeah mm-hmm. very true that's very true um we're doing a special teen question episode soon so yeah. email us and well if the email doesn't work then if it's something you can tweet you can tweet it at us or like private message us yeah on twitter and i i um, will get on fixing i i will more aggressively pursue fixing our email yeah now that we know it is not just the bad email address no i really i really thought i just probably it's supposed to be still buffering at maximumfun.org but if you try that and it's bouncing back tweet at us if you can and if not i'm i'm gonna get on that yeah um because we'll we'll do our question and answer episode yeah. within the next couple weeks yeah once we have had this problem fixed and can get enough right questions to answer yeah so thank you sisters thank you listeners thanks for tuning in you should check out maximumfun.org for uh, a lot of other wonderful podcasts that you will enjoy and you should tweet at us again that's at still buff if you want to tweet at us uh, uh, we'll work on fixing that email and mm-hmm. uh, thank you to the novellas for our theme song baby you change your mind this has been still buffering a sister's guide to teens through the ages i am riley smurl i'm sydney mcroy and i'm taylor smurl i am a teenager and and i was Not all heroes wear capes. Some heroes watch war movies and then review them. (laughs) Friendly Fire is a war movie podcast for people who don't necessarily like war movies, although it does not exclude people who love war movies. I'll have you know that I am wearing a cape. My cape is just made of sound-deadening material from an audio recording studio. (laughs) It's a really great show. John's daughter doesn't like it because we sometimes say swear words on it, but almost everybody else that has ever listened to it has enjoyed the the program. Download and subscribe to Friendly Fire wherever you get your podcasts. To the victor, go the spoiler alerts. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.